It is Wednesday, December 30th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Fields Auto Group. And now, a guy who expects to be saluted in the hallway, J.P. Shadrick. <laughs> Don't call me by my first name either. Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour. My name's J.P. Shadrick. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on a Wednesday, week 17. And we've got a show for you today on Wednesday. It's Bucky Brooks and John Day. Those guys joining us as always. One game to go in the 2020 regular season. Thank goodness. And they're limping to the finish line. Quite literally, some more injuries, guys, on the report this week. We'll get to the uniform unveiling. Jimmy Luck joins us in the about 425 or so today. And we will play big game Jaguar. We'll try to pick some Jaguars that are available, at least, to play in this game and see if they'll have a big game on Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. Bucky Brooks, John Ozier joining us now. Bucky, we finally made it to week 17, and I, I never would have thought in June we'd be saying that. Fantastic what? journey uh, for the National Football League. What? 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 Ozier, what? what happened? I'm getting this vibe from JP limping to the finish. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's football, JP. I'm, I'm as excited about this game as I was week one. Let's go. Big game Jaguar coming up. <laughs> wow. Big game Jaguar. Look John at, Osher. Look at, fired yeah, up. Yeah, look at, look at John Osher. Fired up. Next, he's going to say, hey, we got to sling it. So, John, this is a week I am with you because it doesn't matter. We can throw it every down. I don't care. We can throw 80 passes this week. This is the one week that I'll say, let John Osher call plays. He can do whatever he wants to do. It's the last game of the season. Whatever is going to be is going to be. We already know where we are in the draft. So, yeah, have fun. This should be a fun weekend for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Playing guys different places, get out the trick trick play bag and, and reach into that, Jay Gruden, and, and, and wing it, right? Yeah. Done. Pop popsicles for everybody at the end of each quarter. Like, hey, let's <laughs> let's do it like it's little league. Like, let's let's just make it a fun. It's gonna be a carnival. It's a carnival for all the Jaguars this weekend. Well, here we are in week 17 playing football. It's a 14-game losing skid. The Jags will try to book in their season with wins over the Indianapolis Colts. Let's take a quick look at the injury report that has come out just a few minutes ago. And three Jaguars did not practice today. DJ Chark Jr., the wide receiver with a shin issue, did not practice today. Colin Johnson did not practice the hamstring with a hamstring issue. And James Robinson, Doug Marone said earlier today with an ankle issue. Uh, likely won't play this week. So there you go. Robinson will finish just a few yards short of the a uh, couple of different milestones this year as an undrafted rookie. Colin Johnson had come on late, and then a question mark of, of DJ Chark this week too. So that, that was the point of limping to the finish line. Those are three key offensive contributors. I wasn't trying to be funny there, John. No, well, the team absolutely is, absolutely is limping to the finish line. I, I just got off about an, an hour ago uh, from my last Ozone podcast of the year with Joe Schobert, and I realized a couple of things on that call. He's the only guy to start on defense in every game, at, I think, period, but certainly at his position. 
Now, I've been around teams that have been injured. I'm not sure I've ever seen that stat. And, you know, I was going to ask him and didn't, but he sort of alluded to it. The number of people that he's worked with in front of him, beside him, him and Miles Jack have really been the only guys who have been there really for the full se- I mean, it, it's been incredible. And now it's hitting on offense a little bit. And, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> it, it has been that sort of year. It certainly has, Bucky. When you got guys coming and going out of the lineup, you can't find any consistency. And we've seen that on the defensive side, obviously. We know the results there. And now the offensive side's taking a bit of a hit also. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough when you have so many moving parts and you can't really develop the level of consistency, chemistry, and continuity that you need to play at a high level. These coaches have been challenged, unlike any coaches that I've seen, because it's just been a constant reshuffling of personnel. And so how can we really see what the Jaguars potentially could be when they never really had their entire team available to them. And I know that happens sometimes in the league, but this has been unprecedented, just the amount of turnover and change that we've seen on both sides of the ball for this team. Three quarterbacks have played this year, two punters and six kickers. That's why the Jaguars have had 81 different players touch the field this year, the most in the National Football League. I mean, and it's not like the COVID stuff has happened fairly recently. Other teams have been really hit by the COVID-19 issues. The Jaguars, fortunately, have not had to deal with that, but they've had everything else to deal with, John. Well, and even beyond that, it, and I'm not sitting here. These are not excuses. I can already people say, oh, Ozone, couldn't make an excuse. You know, this is not that. But at, at the key position to me defensively, which was defensive tackle, that was the one thing they knew they had to shore up going in. Al Woods and Rodney Gunter even before the season starts. So the 81 players you're talking about, JP, don't even include those guys. That position, yep. they needed depth. They needed stoutness. They needed numbers. They've never had it all year. And to me, that's why you're seeing the last few games. Remember, there was a stretch there after the bye where they, they competed. To me, the middle of the defense is just worn out and the quarterback position. Those two things have contributed to it looking like it was falling apart at the end of the season. That's yeah, amazing. John, and, yeah, John, and to think about it, when you think about championship teams or high-end teams, you think about the quarterback and then the offensive and defensive lines. The defensive line has really been battered. We haven't been able to necessarily get after the pass or stop the run and do those things. And then it's been a revolving door at quarterback. And so when you have those parts of your team that are kind of constantly undergoing a transformation or a revolving door. It's just hard. It's just hard to win games. It's just hard to win games like that. Let's touch on one of the bright spots this year for the Jaguars, though. James Robinson sounds like he won't go this week, according to Doug Marone, because of the ankle issue. He missed last week's game as well. And uh, what a year it's been for him, an undrafted rookie. We've talked about it all season long. But now that it seems like it's over, this has been uh, really an, an unexpected, pleasant surprise for the Jaguars organization, John, to have this guy step out and play as well as he did. Well, it's remarkable. I mean, I, I happened to have covered uh, Dominic Rhodes in 2001 when he set the undrafted rookie free agent record for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I think it was 1,105 yards. James is going to wind up being uh, 35 yards short of that. But in covering Dominic back then, you knew Edron James was coming back the following year. Dominic Rhodes, to me, was a terrific player. But 
I'm drawing the comparison here, not talking about Dominic Rhodes, but James Robinson is a guy that you look at. He's not a one-time thousand-yard guy to me. He's not a guy who's going to be a backup and a complimentary player. They have found a guy, depending on what kind of offense they run in future, they have found a guy who can be a bell cow, if you will. I still think they may need a pure speed back to complement him in the modern era of offense. You know, if they wind up running some read option stuff, I think you could use one more weapon back there. But he is rock solid, and I think he's going to be good for a long, long time, Bucky. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been fantastic this year. I think he's been quite a revelation. I give Doug Marone and Terry Rubisky a lot of credit for being able to kind of put themselves out there and say, we're, we're okay. If Leonard Fournette is not a part of this squad, we feel good about James Robinson. We're going to not only put him on the field, but we're going to give him the bulk of the carries and let him be the workhorse. And he has handled it uh, in outstanding fashion. And so I think as you're going into next year and you're thinking about building the team, I think the one centerpiece that you have or one of the building blocks that you have is James Robinson. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the rest of the room. But I do believe that he can be the workhorse going forward based on what he displayed his rookie season. He missed last week's game, so Dario Gunbowale made the start last week. It's his second year. It's his first start, and handled himself pretty well, Bucky, in that game, and he'll probably get the nod again this week. I don't know what that means for the future going ahead, but for a guy who's been in the league a minute and has seen a few different teams, it was a nice opportunity for him to play last week, Bucky. Yeah, great opportunity for him to play, and I think the one thing that he's played is Man, he has some some skill. He has some ability. He can run inside the tackles with force. Does a great job of breaking tackles and finishing runs in a very violent fashion. And he has a little juice. And so when you think about the opportunity to pair him with James Robinson, maybe this running back room is a little different than most on the outside would think. But two good players. Let's see if he can put together another performance. But very impressive last week in his debut. Yeah, and John, this week, I mean... With all these receivers that are on the injury report, you know, Dari's going to be priority number one, it feels like, for the Colts' defense this week. Yeah, you would think. I mean, I think one thing that should be mentioned as we're talking about these two running backs, it's a little bit of a sign to me that the Jaguars' offensive line had a lot to do with both of these players. Because really now, no matter who's been in there, James Robinson, you know, Dari and all – I'll leave his last name to somebody else. Uh, they've both been productive. So the Jaguars' offensive line, it, it, it's gotten criticized some for the uh, uh, pass blocking. As a run blocking unit, it, it's been really, really good. I don't know where else you would turn on Sunday other, other than that. It, it, they are still trying to win. I think you'll see a lot of run first stuff. I think you'll see them emphasize it. And then they'll hope that Mike Glennon, who, by the way, is going to start, can hit some of these passes downfield. Uh, and uh, not turn the ball over. But if they're trying to win, it's running game and be smart with the football. Yeah, and Doug Marone said it today when he mentioned, you know, Mike Lennon would start. He was asked about, you know, what went into it. He's, he said, well, a quarterback change or really any other position at this point is not going to move the needle a lot, Bucky. I mean, that's what it is in week <laughs> 17. So Mike Glennon will get the start. It was a direct, honest answer from Doug today. Yeah, I think he's been honest. And I think the reason why we're seeing Mike Glennon try it out again as the start is because the coaching staff feels more confident in Mike Glennon's ability to win games. Uh, no disrespect to Garner Minshew and the great run. Minshew Media took the, the league by storm. 
I think that the coaches saw the inconsistency, saw the inability for him to push the ball down the field, and they wanted someone who could allow them to use all pages of their playbook. Now, for whatever his flaws are, um, Mike Lennon is a smart player. He does try and do it the right way, and the offense did kind of operate smoother when he was there. A lot of that had to do the managerial part of what he does and what he brings to the table. So we'll see how he performs in week yeah, 17. Mike Glennon last week. Yes, John. Doug alluded to that a little bit. He, he sort of stopped short on the quote. But he had a quote in the press conference today that basically said, Glennon will allow them to, uh, to do what they want to do. Uh, to me, that sort of was a sign that he's saying, look, Minshew is much more of a freelancer. Uh, I think everybody by now knows tends to leave the pocket too soon. Uh, doesn't really give the uh, the plays a chance to develop. Glennon, for whatever else he isn't, has been doing that. To me, that smelled to me like he's saying that had a lot to do with the decision, is that you know where the guy is going to be. He's not going to leave the pocket early. He's going to let you run the offense, as the coaches call it. Well, one notable today, since we're on the quarterback conversation, uh, Bengals quarterback Brandon Allen was voted the FedEx NFL Air Player of the Week for Week 16. He was a Jaguars draft pick wow. two years ago, Bucky. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, we wrote a few in there. But you know what? We don't have to worry about that anymore. So we're not going to worry about what has been in the past. We're just going <laughs> to cast our eyes towards the future. The future. We're looking forward. We are That's looking right. forward. And when we come back, we will look forward to the uniform unveiling. We're going to switch it up a little bit today. Jimmy Locke will move up a little bit. He'll join us when we come back to unveil what the Jaguars will wear this week. A little later, the GM interviews continue. And just a strange week uh, around the building, obviously. Week 17, the unknown ahead on the coaches' side as well. And we'll play big game Jaguar. So plenty ahead. We're off and running. It's Jaguar's Happy Hour on a Wednesday presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguar's Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Committed to the team, committed to the mission, at Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. 
And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a Built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Welcome back. Farah and Farah remind you to continue to wear a mask and help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Farah and Farah, protecting you and your family since 1979. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by Fields Cadillac of Jacksonville. And Fields Cadillac, St. Augustine, members of the Fields Auto Group. Jimmy Luck coming up in just a little bit. A little early on that. We'll get to him coming up a little later. We'll play big game Jaguar as we always do. This is obviously uh, just an odd week because, as we said, everything's wrapped up. The Jaguars will pick first overall in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Colts have plenty to play for, obviously, <laughs> their playoff lives. It would be panic in the streets of downtown Indy if, the, if they were to lose to the Jaguars on Sunday. Uh, you see there the draft order. That's already done. GM interviews are continuing, uh, you know, as the weeks go along here. And then on the coaching side of the building, just hearing from uh, Marone and, and Wash and Jay Gruden and those guys today, they know how this business goes, and they know that Monday could be a strange day, Bucky, and you still just have to go about your business day to day and get ready for this game on Sunday, and then whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the challenge. The challenge Doug Marone has, not only with getting the team ready to play, but getting the coaches motivated and hoping that they can stay focused on the task at hand, and they're not picking up the phones and beginning to think about the next jobs that they potentially may have to go and, and seek. And so this is one where if you're prideful, you want to win. You want to go out and win. If you're Doug Marone, you want to win your last game of the season. And so they should do everything. There's no pressure on them when it comes to game planning. And sometimes this is an opportunity when you don't have anything to really play for and the other team has everything to play for. Sometimes you delight a little bit in sending somebody else home. If I'm going to be home for the holidays, then you also should be home. And so maybe – just maybe the Jaguars can summon up a, a terrific effort and find a way to knock off the Colts for the second time this season. Misery loves company, John. And I know it. Yeah, it, it's, uh, uh, I think it's the kind of game, much like the last few, where the Jaguars need to get a break early. They need to get ahead so that you're coming off the sidelines and they're looking at each other going, yeah, why can't we do this? Hey. Let's keep this feeling going. To me, once they get behind, it's a tough ask for them to come back. I think it's, it, it's a brutal situation because they're so outmanned on the interior of the defensive line, just like the last four or five games. This feels like the same story to me, but who knows? If they get a break early, maybe they can pull something out. And uh, you know, it, There are guys on the team that would unquestionably love to send Indy home with a second loss. More than that, though, JP, now that it's over, now that the elephant in the room is gone and they've got the number one pick, wouldn't the fans love to sweep Indianapolis and knock them out? So how about that? Give one this weekend for Doug, who's given everything to this, 
let the man smile a little bit for once and then give the fans <laughs> a treat and let them knock Indy out. How, how are those for stories? That would be a that would be a really nice Sunday evening after a 4:25 kickoff. By the way, the game got moved back because of the <laughs> competitive balance things in the AFC yeah. South. And by the by the way, the Colts, um, you know what happened to them last week, Bucky? They were up 24 to seven in that game against the Steelers, and all of a sudden, the Steelers decided to be the Steelers. All of a sudden. Yeah, no, it was the weirdest game to study on tape. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts were having their way with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They went into the game intending to knock them around, and they did. And then at halftime, Ben Roethlisberger basically took over the offense, called his own plays, kind of did his own thing, broke some tendencies. They did things that they hadn't shown on tape in two or three weeks, and it really took the Indianapolis Colts by surprise. And in the second half, once he got rolling and once that offense got rolling, for whatever reason, the Colts couldn't contain it they couldn't bring it back together and so this this is interesting because they were able to run the football Indianapolis was able to do whatever they wanted the first half and then they just lost their way in the second half what's the, re the reaction in Indy has to be interesting this week after that I'm sure they're on pins and needles John well they have to be and I'm not as tied in up there as I once was but uh you know there's a feeling that they sort of brought this on themselves. You know, you're leading Pittsburgh by 17, chance to close the door. You're leading Jacksonville in a game where you really had a chance early in that game. Remember, they were blowing the Jags out of the water for a while, and then Avery Jones had the big goal line stand. I know it seems like five years ago, but, you know, you know they had a chance to get away from the Jaguars early, and the Colts kind of let that one get away. I'm sure they feel that way. And now they're in the unbelievable situation where I think they'll probably get in because it sounds to me like uh, Cleveland will have a chance to beat Pittsburgh this week. They would have anyway, but without Roethlisberger playing. That opens the door. But there's a scenario where they don't get in at 11-5. and five. I mean, Who cares if it's mm -hmm. the Colts? Only two teams have ever gone 11-5 and five and not gotten in. I think it's the 85 Broncos and the 08 uh, Patriots. Can you imagine working for a team, as, as we all have, 11 and 5 and not getting a chance to get in the playoffs as a fan that's brutal as people within the organization i can't imagine how brutal that would be i can't even i can't even fathom that like to to go 11 and 5 and to do it that way like for indianapolis it would be different but i can imagine imagine if the browns go win 10 games and they don't get into the postseason after all that they've endured their fans have done for a long time so this this is interesting, but everyone is kind of in your own situation because you didn't take care of business. And so if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Colts are over here looking for a helping hand, you certainly don't want to give them that. And so let's just see if we can must up a great effort and find a way to get another victory because that plane will be uh, boisterous on the way back. And I think Doug Marone would be a nice send off for him to finish it up with the win for the 2020 season. It's, it's amazing to think about that. 11 wins, no playoffs. It, it, it's we all know how hard it is to win 10 games in this league. That It's happened once since I've been around here, and that was the 2017 playoff team. And it was hard to get to 10 that year. I mean, they had to scrape and claw. They didn't start great, and they caught a wave in December and, and won a bunch of games late to get to 10. I mean, that's a 10-win team that, that went on to the AFC Championship game that year. I mean, it's hard to do. A lot of teams make it look easy, Bucky, but it is hard to do on a year-to-year -year basis. It is 
Yeah, it is hard. And that's what that's what we want, though. That's what we eventually want to see. We want to see a team that consistently is at their 10 win or more mark. They're always competing for the division title that they're always in the conversation. And I think that's a I mean, that's a realistic possibility because you just want to be able to consistently be in the tournament because the more tickets that you get to the tournament, the more the odds are that eventually you can go to the big show one day. And I think for Jaguars and Jaguars fans like that's what we all want to see. We all want to see a very competitive team that can consistently put themselves in a position to win in the playoffs. So from one extreme, you could have an 11 team, a win team miss the playoffs, but you'll have a seven and nine team make the playoffs in the NFC East. That tells you how life is sometimes in the NFL. We'll come back in a moment. Jimmy Luck on the schedule to join us. We'll unveil the uniforms. And then a little later, we'll play big game Jaguar. The Jags and the Colts coming up Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on a Wednesday presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity why do you choose farah and farah first we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company and our track record proves that we know how to win our attorneys and staff are a team and we've worked together for decades to us our job is much more than just a paycheck we love to help and this is important we never forget it's not about us it's all about you. Farah and Farah, Jacksonville. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on a Wednesday. And yes, you can. Check out Predictive Gaming in the Jaguars mobile app. Choose a bingo card, pick your favorite three players, and place wagers to win prizes. Check out the games in the mobile app and do it right now. you got one more week to do it. This Sunday, when the Jags visit the Indianapolis Colts, J.P. Shadrick, Bucky Brooks, John Osier, and James Carl Luck IV joining us from TIAA Bankfield, head equipment manager for the Jags. Jimmy, what's up, man? How you doing? Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. How y'all doing? We're hanging in there. Week 17, ready for one more week of football. Before we get to 
the uniform unveiling, I, I know it's December, it will be January by then in Indianapolis. They have that roof situation, but I'm sure it's going to be closed. It'll be, I think the temperature is supposed to be in the 40s or something. In general, uh, maybe we're a little late in the year to be asking this because of a retractable roof stadium. Uh, it does Is it is it uh, place to place when they decide that roof is open? And how early do you get the heads up on those situations? Um, everywhere's a little bit different. Uh, Indy has always played it really tight to the vest. Um, usually this week I'll follow uh, Mr. Ursay mm. and he likes holding it and then tweeting it out kind of at the last minute. But uh, where, you know, like when we go to Houston, they they usually tell you early in the week. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's just kind of the deal. Like I, there's a, a few funny things like, you know, they don't want to say, hey, the roof's going to be closed. But um, it's my understanding they don't have heated benches, so it's probably going to be closed. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's just a few little little tricky things like that. But we'll bring some extra sweatshirts and some jackets just in case they decide to, to leave it open. Very nice. Um, we'll look forward to that this Sunday in Indianapolis. And so here we are in week 17. This has been, it's been a tough season, I think, for everybody, obviously, with the losing skit and everything, but and, and all the changes, everybody coming and going off that roster. And we've talked about this before, Jimmy. It, yeah. It's week 17. Just reflect on all of that change this year and, and what it's taken for your guys to, to keep everybody ready to go each week. Well, it's 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 been quite a challenging year, yeah, uh, to say the least. But you know, I, I say I, my guys that work for me, they 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 do most of the work, and I, I can't thank them enough. They uh, they get it all done. Hopefully, I just point them in the right direction and get out of their way so they can make things happen. Um, you know, whether it's you know getting Kyle getting jersey squared away or George getting guys fitted with new helmets and stuff. So I, you know, it's a, it's a total team effort, but they're they're the ones that really make it work. You're leaving out some names. I know those guys are yeah, listening, so I'm he just telling you. Moose and Raul, T. Floyd, Colin, <laughs> and Jordan. I mean, every one of them. They, they've been – I couldn't have done it without them this year. So it's been, uh, it's been a really good year. Um, surprisingly, like we've gotten – you know, everybody's picked up extra slack with extra cleaning and players churning and all that. So it's in I, – I can't be more thankful for my guys than, uh, than, I have, than I've ever been. Cornelius on the sewing machine does a great job also, <laughs> Jimmy. Don't leave him out. Yeah, uh, Cornell. Yeah, we, we like to call him Corneasy. He's uh, he's actually probably got the best view of everybody this year. We put him up in a suite uh, kind of away from everybody um, just because he's a little older. But, um, you know, so he sits down and, and uh, watches them cut the grass, the game field, and paint it all up during the week. So uh, he's uh, I'm kind of jealous of him and his uh, little suite up there. Yeah, it's not a bad setup for sure. So uh, here we go. Let's, uh, for the final time this year, it's the last time we're going to have you. We appreciate you jumping on every week yet again this season. I think it's the second year in a row we've done this, if I'm not mistaken. And you've been a great sport about coming to do this for us and, and holding back the announcement of the uniform unveiling each week until this show. So we thank you for that, Jimmy. We really do. Oh, no problem. No problem. All right, well, let's get to it then. Uh, what will the Jaguars okay. wear this Sunday in Indianapolis? All right, well, since we're on the road, we, uh, we'll go with the, uh, the white jerseys here. Ooh. We got uh, D.O. here. He's, he's uh, picked up a little bit of the, the run game last week, did a great job. And then for the pants, 
we're going to go with the teal. So oh. we've given the people what they want. Oh, look at uh, that. You know, beat up on Twitter about it, good and bad, but uh, the much, uh, much yeah. anticipated uh, white on teal. So then we'll complete the, uh, the, uh, the nine piece segment, I guess. That was it. That was the last combo remaining, right, Jimmy? That's right. I all like. Right, got it all, all right. right. Well, I like that. Hey, we got hey, him in. Hey, hey, hey JP, can can you ask him real quick? Like, we're. I mean, I, mean, I know, know it's, it's far off, and in the off season, I just wonder, um, we got, we got Jimmy, if there was someone that wanted to request number going. sixteen, would you would you <laughs> offer it up, or is that is that being reserved maybe for I don't know someone <laughs> that may just kind of come? I just wonder if we saw somebody in the off season they want sixteen. Are we going? Are they going to be able to get that number? Let me pass Anybody? this along, Ogier? Jimmy. I don't, I don't know if you heard this, Jimmy. I don't know if you heard this. So I'm passing a question along from Bucky. Um, okay. Is number 16 available? How, do you have to hold it back? What's the story on that? Um, we currently uh, have a player in 16. Um, it's um, uh, Trey Quinn, uh, practice squad receiver, who's actually on practice squad IR, I believe is the technical term. So. Um, so I don't know, like, I don't know if he's going to be signed back to a futures deal. Um, so we'll just kind of have to play and see how that goes. Um, but, you know, there's, th- that's not really on my radar right now. It's kind of down the road a little bit. <laughs> we'll get to that. Well, I figured, across- you know, I figured Trey probably had to make a deal with Denard Robinson to take it out of retirement anyway. So, you know, <laughs> just asking for a friend. Uh, that's right. Old, you know old shoelace. Old shoelace. Jimmy, uh, happy new year, man. We appreciate it. Let's get a W and Indy this week, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Jimmy Luck, out of here. Head equipment manager for the Jacksonville Jaguars, joining us every Wednesday with the exclusive unveiling of the uniform combo. This week, white over teal for the first time, and the bingo card is full. We'll play big game Jaguar when we come back. This is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity the wait for the holidays is over america it's time to make some joy 
And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a Built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on this Wednesday. And check out Jags at Home Sunday. It is an interactive second screen experience on game day featuring Ashlyn Sullivan and Eric Dunn. And each game day, you'll have a chance to win $10,000 in cash and prizes. Visit jagsathome.com for more on how you can play and you can win. And I think it's safe to say that's been a success this year. You can check them out on Sunday. Welcome back. J.P. Shadrick, Bucky Brooks, John Osier. It's time for the highly anticipated Gotta Have It. We do it every week. It's called Big Game Jaguar, where we pick a Jaguar to have a big game this week against the Indianapolis Colts. And this week, we'll let John Osier start us off and bat lead off. Well, it, it's fortunate that the fantasy football season is all but over. Because otherwise, I would be tipping everybody off to a huge big game because I'm dead on with this, JP. I'm going LaVisca Chenault. Uh, mm. He's going to have a huge game. He, he's come close in the last you know, four or five times this year. He's been productive. He's had some big plays where he gets the ball short and turns some things into some things. Hasn't really had a huge breakout game. I think you saw last week a deep ball that he caught from Glennon for a touchdown. I say 150 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Whoa. And maybe he's the reason they went on. They're not going to win. But I think Whoa. he's going to be a huge story out of this game. Glennon to Chenault. Mark it down. 150 Whoa. yards through the game. I Man. think that'd be a season high, but that's, that's a lot. Minimum. Wow. John, hey. John Osher going oh, for a John. honey bun and a half. Wow. <laughs> He's taking the over <laughs> as well on that. Uh, Bucky, what you got for us? Hey, I'm going to go with the most consistent player that we've seen all year. How about Miles Jack having a big game? The Indianapolis Colts want to get back on track. They're going to try and run the ball and cram it down the Jags' throats. Let's just say Miles Jack feels to alley. He and his buddy Joe Schobert do a great job against the run. And maybe just maybe old uh, Phillip Rivers a toss one to Miles Jack to cap it off. It would be a nice send-off for the Jags to get a win with their defense playing really well. Yeah, Phillip threw him a couple in week one. They were a couple of nice uh, tip balls to do it, but uh, they got it done back in week one, as John said, five years ago, it feels like. Uh, I'm going to go with Dario Gunbowale. He had a good game last week. I know he will be a focus this week because James Robinson likely not available. Uh, last week, you see there, 14 carries, 71 yards, flashed a bit, and he's been in the league for a couple years for a few different teams Finally had a starting opportunity for the first time, and I think he made uh, as much out of that as he could last week. Let's see if he can do it again. I, I think he'll have at least plenty of opportunities to do that this week against the Indianapolis Colts. So there you have it. I've got a Wale. Uh, Bucky has Miles, Jack, and John Ozer has LaVisca Chenault Jr. Well, we've arrived. Week 17 is here, and the Jaguars will face the Indianapolis Colts. John, you're not feeling so good about this, it sounds like. Well, you know, I wish I was. I mean, they're going to play hard. 
Uh, but they've played hard the last four or five weeks. Right now, they're really outmanned at the spot that really shows at the end of the season, which is the defensive interior. Uh, and they're outmanned in the secondary. So when you're outmanned in the defensive interior, teams run. When they run, they set up play action. Outmanned on the corners, it, it's a dangerous combination. And as Doug said today, there's not a quarterback who's a difference maker on, on this team. So as we've seen, 14 straight, it becomes tough to win like that. So uh, can they come up with a miracle, beat the Colts twice? It's the NFL. Anything can happen. So we'll go with that. What do you think, Bucky? <laughs> hey, man, any given Sunday, you just never know. I mean, this could be the week. John is over there talking about LaVisca Chenault going for a half a honey bun. So maybe like uh, 100 and 150 yards. Maybe LaVisca puts us on his back and shows that he's a big game Jaguar and takes us to the promised land. I do believe Mike Glennon gives us an advantage this week because we'll see a lot of Tampa, too. Maybe he can take the check down and be good. I like it. I like it. And, you know, the dogs like it, too. The Jaguars certainly are that this week when they go into Indianapolis. <laughs> it sounds like you never know. New year, new Jaguars. It'll be January 3rd when they tee it up this Sunday. Guys, thanks a lot. John, we'll talk to you soon. Bucky, we'll check you down the line as well. All um, right, talk to you. For uh, Jimmy Luck, our entire crew, our thanks to Trent Padilla for jumping in today, Brent Reber. And for everyone involved, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network.